This is the Private Practice Workshop Podcast with John Clark, Episode 17. Today's episode is brought to you by Unconditional Media, the digital marketing team for therapists. Unconditional Media specializes in search engine optimization, Google AdWords, and custom WordPress website creation for therapists. All services are designed with the unique needs and budgets of therapists in mind. For your free consultation, head on over to www.unconditional.media. That's www.unconditional.media. All right, we've got a great show for you today. Um, this is just going to be another solo episode, and today I'm sharing with you all of my essential marketing philosophies. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode. I am so glad that you are here. Um, And I just want to say that I am genuinely glad you are here. There are a lot of podcasts out there that you could be listening to right now on all things private practice, and you're choosing to listen to this one, and I don't take that for granted. So um, yeah, I really appreciate you. Um, There is so much to be done in running a private practice. I say this a lot, but I want to um, just kind of affirm that for you because I know you're out there trying to do a lot. So, um, and, and often that work goes unacknowledged. So just just know that I know that and uh, I acknowledge it. Um, I think this leads into you know this this dynamic that we typically have in private practice of we just start somewhere. Um, when you started your practice, you just open an office, you just create a website, you start seeing some clients, and you're off and running. We, we dive into things without really doing the proper branding and visioning work that I think really needs to happen at the beginning of um, any new business. Now, if you're, even if you're listening to this and you're 10 years into your business, it's not too late to do this. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm seeing this a lot right now with the, the clients I'm working with through coaching, um, when I'm working with other therapists, uh, and then even the, the work that's being done at Unconditional Media. Um, we're really discovering that to, to really address someone's marketing holistically and comprehensively, we've got to go back to their brand and to their vision. So what is a brand? To me, uh, a brand is really just kind of the essence of your company. You have a company, and in a lot of cases, it's just you. So you are your company, and you are also the product. Uh, so you're a lot wrapped into one uh, when you think about it that way. Now, a, a brand is, is also, I think, just the way that people experience your company and your product. Um, it's, it's the feelings associated um, with, with your company and with your product. Think about some of the products that you love and adore in your own life. This could be clothing brands or it could be Apple and their iPhones or your Apple Watch. Um, whatever it is, think about that brand for a second and think about kind of the images, feelings, and associations you have with that brand. Now, these companies have done a lot to intentionally create that brand, and then they've done a lot to communicate that brand, which is really just marketing. You're just communicating your brand. I want you to think about the things that you do, whether it's whether they're intentional or just kind of involuntary, that, that you do to communicate your brand. 
To me, this is everything, and it all kind of comes back to this. Any marketing approach that we take really rests on the foundation of a solid and a clear brand. So a lot of us really miss the mark in this regard. And for some people, that's okay. For some people, you kind of get away with it. And maybe you just get full because you're doing some other things right, or people just know you in your community. But um, for others, I think you've got to really start here and you've got to keep coming back to your brand. So your brand is also what makes you different, right? There's, there's not another brand like yours, even though you might do something similar to uh, another brand in your neighborhood, you are still different. You are in a sense, your brand. So I just want you to kind of think about that for a minute with whatever you're doing. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're walking, just sit, brainstorm. I'm going to take a sip of water and you can think about what your brand really is. So if you were listening to this show um, um, toward the beginning of, uh, of when I started this show, when I talked with my friend Jamie J, who is a branding guru, uh, among other things, uh, he talked a lot about um, uh, slogans and mission statements um, and, and things like that. Um, I want to talk about those for just a second because I think they're essential and I think a lot of us are missing this in our practice as well. Um, I think all of us should have a slogan. Um, a slogan is just those few words that kind of explain in, in, in just a few words kind of who you are and what you do. A slogan is a, just a quick way of kind of shaking the hand of a potential client. So at my group practice in Charlotte, our slogan is, will help you find calm again. Something real simple, straightforward and to the point, um, and, and something concise, right? What does it convey? What do you want to convey through that brand? Now, the brand is also communicated on our website by uh, a, a number of things. So if you were to go to our website, and the second you arrive, you're going to see a few things. You're going to see a nice, crisp, modern, professionally done logo in the top left of your screen. That conveys my brand, right? That conveys that um, kind of who we are, that we're kind of hip, we gear toward kind of younger people. And then you're going to see um, what's called an hero, a hero image, which is just the first big image you see on your website. A lot of us have these hero images. And then you see the slogan over top of that, um, that hero image. Whatever a person sees above the fold on your website is essential. And by above the fold, it's just whatever... It's just the screen that they see when they land on your um, website. You can think of it like if you were folding a newspaper over, that's, it's above the fold. It's what you see first. So um, <clears throat> after you state your slogan, you want people to scroll down and then pretty soon into your website, you want them to encounter your mission statement. Your mission statement is a little more drawn out and that's where we just talk about kind of um, you know, what we do and, and who we are in a way that's a little bit more drawn out. And this is where you go back to kind of your purpose and what makes you different. So you've got your slogan above the fold, one of the first things they encounter along with your logo and any other brand assets you have. Um, <clears throat> and then if they scroll down, they might skim your mission statement. And it's another opportunity for you to make an impression. Um, <clears throat> You'll hear this in another episode, but I was also talking with my friend Kelly Higdon recently about um, our, this, this 
ultra popular idea of niching. And she and I were talking about, um, first of all, whether or not you actually need to, to have a niche. And I think personally, I think if you have a strong enough brand, oftentimes you don't need to have a niche. I think if you're just, you have a really incredible, um, kind of unforgettable marketing presence and a really strong brand, you can get away with not having a niche. Now, Kelly's take was that um, your niche is you rather than a specialty. So it's not CBT, it's not EMDR, it's not you know <clears throat> teenage girls with eating disorders. Your niche is you. And so all of your marketing should be going back to you and drawing out who you are. <clears throat> I thought that was a really interesting way of thinking about it and it's it's led me to think a lot differently about niching than I than I have up until this point. <clears throat> All right, so if your head isn't already spinning after um, these nine minutes that I've been talking, um, <clears throat> I want to talk about my essential marketing philosophies. And if you work with me in coaching, um, you've already heard these, but it's good for you to hear them again because I think they're absolutely um, paramount for, for everything that's going to come next. So <clears throat> here we go. First of all, I want to define marketing in my own terms. To me, marketing is just getting in front of more people so you can help more people. That's all it is, right? We, we, we tend to get really worked up about this, get really overwhelmed. Um, that's all it is. We're just, we've got a message. We're growing our audience for that message so that we can, we can sell more of a product. And that product is our help. That product is our therapy services. <clears throat> so, Again, just don't overthink it. That's that's really essential here. When I'm when I'm thinking about marketing and and when I'm coaching people through marketing, I want to I want to encourage you to take a uh, develop a well balanced approach between digital and in person marketing. Now, a lot of people tend to do a lot of one and none of the other, um, and and I think sometimes there's um, there's kind of a deficit that you create when you do that. Um, if you were just going to do one, I actually think digital can get you really far, and it's gotten me really far in my own practices, over um, networking. But we could spend an hour talking about that. So again, a well-balanced approach between digital and in-person marketing. It's kind of like when you <clears throat> maybe have therapy clients who spend all the time in their head and not enough in their feelings or vice versa. I think this can be kind of, uh, you know, kind of similar for our marketing. So think about what kind of approach you have for your marketing right now and think about how it could be uh, more well-balanced. All right. My second uh, philosophy for marketing is that we tend to do too much. We try to do 10 things in, in our marketing and we end up doing none of them well. So you're trying to edit your psychology today profile, build your own website, create your own logo. Um, you're trying to do your Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, trying to network with people and you're not doing any of those things particularly well. So let me just give you permission to stop most of those and just focus on two of them, at least two at a time. All right. Focus on just two strategies that you know work. Well, how do you know that they're working? You know that they're working because when a client calls and you ask them, hey, how did you find out about me? They can say, oh, I found out about you through Yelp or through Psychology Today or whatever it is. Um, 
don't make it more complicated than this, right? Think about your return on your investments. Figure out your own return on your investment by just looking at what's working, looking at your, your own referral streams and where clients are finding you the most. Now, when you know something is working, just double down on it, right? So if you know you're getting a lot of clients from that one physician that you spent time um, you know, taking to lunch or whatever it is, take them to lunch again, right? Send them a gift, send them a thank you note. Nurture that relationship. If Google AdWords has worked really, really well for you, double your budget, right? Increase your budget. <clears throat> Utilize that strategy to the best of um, the best of your abilities, and um, and and don't overcomplicate it, right? Um, there, there doesn't have to be some magical kind of marketing uh, strategy out there that's that's way over your head. So, think about it that way. <clears throat> Now, I want to dispel a quick myth about private practice and social media. I see a lot of folks out there spending a ton and ton, tons and tons of time on their social media. A lot of folks um, creating a professional Facebook page, filling it with articles from NPR or Psychology Today or whatever it is. And I just want to tell you that that's probably not the best use of your time. And here's why. If you were to go search for a new therapist, where would you go? Would you go to Facebook and start looking around and, and type in therapist in the, in the search box? No, you wouldn't, right? You'd go somewhere else, right? You go somewhere where people search for therapy. So for a lot of folks, that's Google. A lot of folks, that is Psychology Today or another directory, maybe asking someone or asking a physician, something like that, right? But again, people are not actively searching for therapy on Facebook, now, what Facebook and other social media platforms can be good for is what we call brand recognition. So that's just getting your brand recognized over time. Here's an example. Maybe you, maybe you run some ads on Facebook for your, your counseling center. People are going to, they're going to see that ad. They're going to be in your area because you're creating a targeted campaign for that area, but they're not, they might not click right away. They might not call. They might not be looking for therapy. Now you're also running Google AdWords. And so four months down the road, <clears throat> they're searching for their own therapist. They, um, they go to Google, they find uh, a link to your counseling page, your counseling center's page. They click on it because they recognize it. They recognize it from somewhere. They might not even know where they recognize it from, but they recognize it, right? Or they've kept you in mind and referred you to a friend when a friend is looking for um, looking for help. So again, I think it's great to be leveraging these platforms, but in the hierarchy of the highest impact um, uh, marketing strategies for therapists, I think social media should actually fall a little bit lower than, than we think. Now, this is going to be a little bit different for people like um, business consultants and practice coaches and stuff like that, where a lot of therapists are looking for answers on Facebook and on LinkedIn and stuff like that. So we're trying to meet meet you where you are um, as business coaches. <clears throat> so again, just kind of common sense stuff. Think about where do people go when they're searching for therapists. That's where you want to be. All right, my last philosophy and probably my favorite. Know the difference between what I call basically fast acting and slower burning solutions to your marketing. So again, fast acting solutions are ones that are going to get clients right away. 
fast acting might be um, ranking really high in Google or running Google AdWords so that you show up for specific search terms in your area. Again, you're capturing those warm leads, those leads that are actively seeking therapy. On the other hand, you've got slower burning solutions, right? <clears throat> so that might even be, um, again, going back to social media, that's a good example of something that could be a slower burn solution. Um, or even just giving a free talk somewhere to a group of teachers or a group of parents or something like that. Maybe they're not actively seeking counseling for their kid, but they might be at some point, right? So they're going to keep you in mind. And you're just kind of growing your recognition in your community in that case. Again, just, just like the digital and in-person balance, I want you to also have a balance between fast acting and slower burning solutions for your marketing. This is absolutely essential. All right, if your head wasn't spinning before, it's probably spinning now because I've come at you with a whole lot of stuff today. Um, but this is stuff I've been thinking about a lot lately. I've been talking about it a lot with the folks that I work with, and um, I wanted to make sure that you all have it as well. So, all right, keep doing what you're doing. Private practice success is all about persistence, doing a little bit at a time, um, just hanging in there, being steadfast in your business and trusting that over time you will get to a point where you have the practice that you love. All right, that's it for this week's episode. I'll see you next time.